0: what's going on y'all welcome to the people you meet podcast i'm richard white a journalist who's worked across the country and i'm here to tell your story one episode at a time for episode 20 we meet a few teachers in the oakland unified school district protesting for higher wages smaller class sizes and more support staff the protest started at oakland tech high school at 8 a.m then moved in front of the district headquarters to protect their identities we only use their first names so one of the teachers we'll call her shannon tells me what brought her out to the protest
1: Unequal pay. We need better pay. We can't afford the cost of living. I was born and raised in Oakland. I'm a graduate of Oakland Tech, and I went back to teach at Oakland Tech, and I can barely afford to live here. Like it's paycheck to paycheck, and so that's not fair. The we have to pay for all the materials that we need at school: papers, pencils, supplies. Kids ask me, "Can I borrow a pencil?" Because they can't. They don't have pencils. They come from low-income families, and it's like. I don't even have enough pencils to give all my students who need pencils. They can't even take notes on the materials that they need because they don't have the supplies. School doesn't have the supplies. And if I don't provide the supplies, then it it just won't be there. Special ed, they're like over-capped. I have several of my students who are being categorized incorrectly just so they can be placed with in a larger class size. And it's like, no, they need one-on-one treatment. There's literally a kid in my class right now Who's on medication that makes her talk to herself in class and she has no support in the classroom with her. So it's not, it's making the kids uncomfortable. She's not learning and I'm not doing her a service by passing her when she needs to be in a different program. So, and then they're getting ready to cut girls sports because of lack of funding. If the Raiders didn't give Tech the money that they had, there will be no girls sports. So if it wasn't for them, like, there would be no girls' soccer, no girls' baseball. And it's just like, what message are we sending to the children? If we can, the little bit of money that we do have can go to boys, but we're not going to split it. It's just crazy. And we're, I think we're sending the wrong message to students that we care about them and we don't. Not when we're spending money on outside contractors who literally only have a job because we teach students. If we didn't teach students, there would be no need for these outside contractors. So how are you paying someone more money then you're paying the people who are allowing them to have a job. There wouldn't be a district if there were no students and there were no teachers.
0: Rain or shine, Shannon came out to be an example for other generations.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. The there, It's just like, I'm a black woman. We come from a place where you have to fight in order to get what you want. So, like the people before me, I get what this means and what it's for. And I have a daughter and I want her to know that If you want your voice to be heard, you got to make them hear it, so we're here to do exactly that.
0: Another teacher protesting was Cole. He was showing solidarity with all the other schools in Oakland and a teacher strike in L.A. He gives us more insight on today's protest.
2: So the cause of this strike is we have been out of contract for the last three years. Um, We've been in negotiations for a while and nothing is giving, Um, and so... uh, you know, we're, we're in final negotiations right now, fact-finding, and after that, we're going to go on strike, probably, if we don't get what we want. But we need uh, we need to be paid more, we need smaller class sizes, we need more support staff in our schools.
0: For clarification, this was just a protest. What's next is a vote, and if negotiations are still at a halt, a teacher strike will happen, as Cole said. Cole goes on to explain the joys and pains of being a teacher in his district.
2: It, it sucks. It's like, you know, we love our jobs, we love what we do, and we just hope, wish that, you know, the cities around here appreciated that more, and paid us a living wage. I mean, like, we are the ones that teach the future of this nation. And, you know, it's like they treat us like shit all the time. So it's sort of like it's like, you know, it's, it sucks that we have to be out here. But,
0: you know, this is the way it goes. Outholding his sign proudly was Rodney, who breaks down the district's retention issue.
3: Well, I mean, the, the, the problem isn't just for uh, the teachers. It's for the students and families as well, because, you know, they're having to. I have a lot of students that come from long distances. They can't afford to live in Oakland. Um, the school district, you know, they talk about community schools, but then what they do is they want to close schools and communities and, and not give that edu- public education access to a lot of uh, communities of color in Oakland. And they want, you know, it's to be a teacher, our salaries, uh, we don't get paid as much as the average two-bedroom apartment cost in Oakland. There is no way, you know, you can even think of being a teacher in Oakland and raising a family, that's why there's a constant churning in and out of new young teachers, you know, because they want, the district just wants to have the teachers do a couple of years in the classroom and then move on to, um, to better pastures. But we're talking about ending the teacher retention crisis. We're talking about uh, the, making it affordable to live and to teach in Oakland so that we can stay and retire as Oakland teachers.
0: Helping make the signs for the protest was another teacher named Nick. He tells me how the constant loss of teachers impacts students.
3: Uh,
4: The biggest focus I see is on our students. We're constantly losing qualified staff to other neighborhoods. We don't have staff moving on different careers or moving to different positions. We have them moving to different neighborhoods. Uh, We have teachers that are commuting from, like, Sonoma. We have uh, teachers that are commuting from Richmond. And if they can teach the same community uh, from similar backgrounds in neighborhoods that will pay them more, in the neighborhoods that they live in, it's very understandable why they would stay there. Um, we're losing those teachers that could be teaching Oakland schools to surrounding neighborhoods, surrounding cities. Um, especially because we have a lot of new staff coming into our schools, uh, those teachers are constantly learning about the community, learning about their students, and they essentially have to retrain, redress, uh, reacclimate to their students, and if, what is it, one in five teachers leaves every year? It's like a quarter. Yeah. So we're losing something like 20% of our staff every year. and. Uh, I forget what it is, but uh, most teachers don't stick around for three or more years. We need more senior teachers, this is the only district I've seen where you can be the head of your department in two years. Um, We have so much staff turnover, Um, it creates a very unstable environment. We need stability for our kids to do well.
0: Finally, Harley gets at underlying problems. Our students, you know, can't learn in this environment.
2: Um, Our teachers can't teach in this environment, and our community can't thrive in this environment. you have to invest in truly public education if you want um, the benefits of public education. And this is not controversial, you know, rich neighborhoods know this, you know. We're not doing any crazy charter experimentation in you know rich cities because they know if you put the money in, you'll get the goods out, right? But it's where uh, in these impoverished, predominantly black and brown communities that billionaires come in and with their, you know, white savior mentality, ready to, you know, disrupt education, and really it is designed to profit them and their bottom line, and uh, advance their sort of neoliberal logic of privatization and takeover um, that truly deprives communities of, you know, equitable, you know, well-supported public education. And so I'm especially speaking about the high concentration of charter schools in this district, as well as the sort of prevailing ideology that allows OUSD to spend millions of dollars more on like consultants than even the state average, right? Um, And this is what we're fighting against. And it is within this budgetary structure that OUSD claims, you know, bankruptcy, uh, claims that it doesn't have the money but you know they have designed this situation in such a way that they pretend they, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where they create this situation and then say they can't fund their way out of it. And so we have to create our own crisis here, shutting down schools, um, you know, talking to the press, really
0: acting up in order to force their hand. Ladies and gentlemen, the teachers of the Oakland Unified School District. At last check, they'll be voting and are waiting on the fact-finding period to end. I reached out to the school district headquarters, but no one returned my calls. There's video from the protests on our Facebook and YouTube page. Finally, I relocated to Oakland from Houston. There's a video of my journey on our YouTube and Facebook page. Our music is by Mark Henry Beats, and our image is by Evan White editorial oversight and production support is provided by christina surdivansani be sure to follow us on twitter at tpympod on instagram at the Pod, and the Podcast on facebook if you like this episode or any others be sure to leave a five-star review and tell a friend we can be found on itunes google play soundcloud and spotify i'm your host richard white and thank you for listening until next time be safe and be great.